Hello campers, welcome to Camp Adulthood. It's Shay, also known as Camp Adulthood. And I'm Maddie, the resident youth, also here. Yay, we're so excited to be reunited. Um, This week's episode is bringing you uh, some more of what you like uh, with a one-on-one interview with uh, Maddie and Parker Roberts, who lives in Detroit and is one of my close high school friends. And we really delve into a lot of fun things about his house restoration in Detroit, living in Detroit in general, and just him being an all-around, you know, man of the world. So so please enjoy this interview with uh, Parker, man about town, Detroit town, that is. Welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi, and I am joined today by an esteemed guest, Parker Roberts. Thanks for having me on. Course. Thank you for coming to my parents' basement. This is really, I mean, really great. <laughs> you can see this, so it could be like the ballroom of some fancy hotel. <laughs> it could be. I rented out a hotel on my vacation to specifically interview podcast yeah. guests. This is awesome. Um, well, thank you for being here. This is great. Um, we can just dive right into it. So we've been friends for a, a while, mm-hmm. I feel, like since we were small children. Yeah. Like, like thinking back on it, like <clears throat> elementary school, we've definitely, known definitely. Like third, fourth each other. grade, I think we've known each other. So yeah, long time ago. It's been a long time. But I feel like more recently in college and stuff, we kind of hung with the same groups of people. Oh, yeah. And we became closer, which is nice. But the reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast, obviously, because this is about millennial life, and mm-hmm. I feel like you have a unique perspective living in Detroit and... You bought a house, so I've heard through the grapevine. <laughs> so, technically, so if you want to talk about that a little right. bit. So, if we're, getting, if we're getting technical here, I didn't buy the house. My girlfriend bought the house. Okay, but <clears throat> it's definitely been like a team effort on restoring it and everything. So, we bought a house um, in LaSalle Gardens, uh, which is down off of West Grand Boulevard in an up-and-coming neighborhood next to the hospital and kind of the okay, birthplace cool. of Motown. Nice. So actually down the street from our house. A lot house, of history. Yeah. The 67 riots started in our neighborhood oh. down the street from our house. Aretha Franklin's dad and Aretha Franklin's, like, her childhood house was where she grew up, like, down That's the street. Crazy. I'm actually seeing the Detroit movie. Oh, yeah? Today. I Have heard, you seen it? I've heard, I've heard it's really So I heard it was really depressing. depressing. And I also It's heard... getting compared to The Deer Hunter, if you've ever seen oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it with my parents and my brother. Okay. We were like, oh, we fear... we're yeah. going to see Detroit I heard, and Detroit. I heard it was really depressing. And actually, that movie kind of bothers me because... Who's the director of that? Catherine... Or no, it's... Yeah, it's yeah, 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 Catherine yeah. Bigelow. She did Zero Block 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero Block 30. Zero, <laughs> zero Dark 30. Wow. But she pulled out when the incentive left. So she was filming in Detroit, and oh, then they ended up finishing it in Boston. I did so, not know that. I knew that it didn't – I didn't even know that it was here to begin with. I knew that it was not here, which I was like, yeah. interesting. They started, interesting choices. They started it in Detroit, but they but moved it to Boston finish. because of some film incentive thing, and it was just like, I don't know. when somebody, It's like not the same. Yeah. Right. Because then like, you're not – you're only in it when it is benefiting you. You're not It's You can't in do it for a the movie about – you know, something so pivotal and everything in that city and not be a part of that city. Yeah. That, that, that's how I feel about it. But That's true. So back to your story. So you're yeah. restoring this house. What kind of shape was it in? Uh, how big is it? Kind of so what is the job? It's, I think, 43 or 4,400 square feet. So it's huge. big. It's yeah, it's really big. And How many a, bedrooms? It's a duplex. So okay. each side has nice. rental um, opportunities. Is that yeah. the goal eventually? Actually, we already have that happening. So uh, that nice. was the goal of buying the duplex. Um, so it's uh, each side has three bedrooms, one bath, and you know living room. Blah blah yeah. blah. Um, but we moved into the house, fixed one side up like a ton and it needed a lot of work everything was super dated and things were falling apart and i mean the house was built in 1915 so it had awesome wood floors and we've been you know like tearing uh not tearing them down but you know resurfacing them them and restoring the wood floors and kind of 
putting in newer amenities, but also staying true to the style of the house. So that's been, uh, it's been pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty have you fun. been doing it mostly yourself or with friends or do you have like a, yeah, a so, crew? Yeah, so my girlfriend's dad has been helping us a lot and he's really handy. Um, like, I mean, he just, he knows so many things. And every time I work with him, I learn so much about, you know, oh, why do you do something some way yeah. or whatever? <clears throat> but I also find myself kind of helping push him into different directions as well because he comes from a line of thinking where as long as it's done, it's done and it, it's fine. And I'm <laughs> like, no, but it needs to be done right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, if it takes like an extra week, but it needs to be done right and I never had to touch it again, then that's the kind of job that I like to do. So. Totally. So you guys are living in the house full yeah. time now? Yep. <clears throat> yep. So when we initially got it, we spent probably three months nonstop every day. Like I would go to work and then I'd come home and I'd spend eight to 10 hours a day wow. like working on this house, uh, sanding, uh, re like working on plaster work, uh, putting in new lights, putting in new electrical, new plumbing, like doing the <clears throat> floors. I mean, we did everything on that house that you can do to a house. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the roof. It had a nice roof when we bought it. That's so good. That that's a big, <laughs> yeah, that's a big undertaking. Um, so what lay the scene of the neighborhood? Like, is it mostly, is it people like you who are kind of taking an interest in the neighborhood, trying to fix it up and make it better? Or is it a so mixed our, bag of people that have been there for a while? Our neighborhood's actually really cool. Um, it's pretty diverse. There are people that have been living there since the... I mean, since the 40s and 50s, families that have just passed the house down through the family. And then there's also been people that, you know, have moved in recently. Uh, like there's a contractor down the street. She's a woodworker. And she makes me so jealous all the time because she has, I mean, she runs rental properties. So she has like eight properties or something like that. And she works on them, but she gets the money from them. So she has money to fix her house really nice and have teams of guys come out that's and like that's pay sweet them gig. to get yeah. all the, you that's know, awesome. work done and everything. And I'm out there like by myself or with my girlfriend, like yeah. trying to re-put <laughs> in a porch. Like yeah. it's, 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 uh, it, she makes me a little jealous, but yeah, our neighborhood's really, really cool. Um, the houses immediately to our, I guess if you're looking at the house to the right, there's two houses and they're owned by the same family. And so like, uh, I don't know, like an uncle and an aunt own like those two houses and they've been there forever. So it's fun to have them over at like campfires and stuff and we'll yeah. talk about like what the neighborhood used to be like and you know, down the street, there used to be a record store that would always play Motown music 24 Aww. seven on like loudspeakers and stuff. So it's, uh, it's yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Cause we've talked about, um, ways to engage with your community. Mm -hmm. If you're the new person on yeah. the block yeah, and not being complicit with gentrification, I'm sure you're very aware of, yeah. of that. <clears throat> Do you yeah. have people that are kind of looking to do this because I feel like you I mean I live in New York now so I'm I'm not as engaged with it on the day-to-day -day, but in right. New York you know I have friends that are like oh I would love to move to Detroit where it's cheap and right. do what you're doing yeah. and I think it's romanticized a little bit and mm -hmm. I think people don't don't realize there's a right way to do it and a wrong way yeah to I mean do it. it's a lot of work especially in Detroit like you know if you're looking uh and you have like actual people money to like buy a house and stuff <laughs> You're going to look in some neighborhoods and you're going to end up getting a house that's already been redone and you're yeah. going to move into a already gentrified neighborhood. You yeah. know, nobody that's living in that neighborhood is going to be had, you know, had been living in that neighborhood like 20 years ago. Yeah. So, or, I mean, even 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, but our neighborhood, we bought the house for like 50000 which is not a lot if you think about the square footage of the house. Sure. But I mean, or the investment down the right, line if the right. property values go up and stuff. Right. And that's, you know, the goal. Yeah. Right. That's everybody's goal with any house sure. is buying a house and getting the property value to go up. Um, but 
it wasn't like the end goal of this project. You know, it was just to get a house. Yeah. And we found a pretty good job or a pretty good deal and we're doing a, a decent job. And as far as engaging with our neighbors and stuff, <clears throat> you know, they'll have parties and sometimes we'll wander on over there yeah. in their backyard and they'll be like, hey, how's it going? And, you know, we bond over that kind of thing. Um, or, uh, you know, our one neighbor is an artist and he had, uh, what did he have? He had a... Uh, like a showing a couple months ago mm -hmm. and it was totally random but katie and i were leaving the house and we were getting ready to go and all of a sudden like he was just like hey i'm on my way to my show uh you guys want to stop down and we we're like heck yeah. yeah so we went on to his show and it was really fun and yeah it's um i don't know i guess engaging with the community you just kind of have to not be antisocial. yeah don't just sit <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, We've talked about too, like if you have the option, let's say, well, you work mm -hmm. close ish to where you, yeah. you live, but a lot of, we talked to a lot of people in New York and like they'll live in Brooklyn, but they'll work in Manhattan. Yeah. And it's like, maybe instead of, if you're like picking up dinner on your way home, instead of doing it at near your office mm -hmm. in Manhattan, like wait till you get home. Mm -hmm. And go to the local place in your neighborhood kind of thing. Like yeah. little things like that <clears throat> to yeah. make a difference. And it seems really simple. And talk to people. Go to, do you, are you in like engaged with like the politics of Detroit? And do you so, know kind of generally what's going on? Like community yeah. meetings and stuff like that. Yeah, we have a community board. Um, like a, I don't know what you call that. Basically, like everybody in the community, like a city council, uh, sort an association, of. like community oh, association, okay. like a homeowners association. Kind yeah. Of yeah. So everybody in our little pocket, love Lasalle Gardens, um, will meet like once a month, and we'll talk about things that are going on or things that we've noticed. And uh, we also have a like a website, kind of like a forum, like a bulletin. Yeah, like sort a bulletin. Of thing. So that's nice. You know, you can get on there and be like, hey, I noticed so-and-so on this house was just bought. Like, you know, this will be great for the rest of the street or something like that. Oh, you nice. Know? So, Keeping uh, people informed, mm -hmm. stuff that's going on. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's pretty fun. Um, it's also good for crime. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> going to ask you about that because I feel like yeah. people, the neighborhoods in Detroit, one neighbor to, to another, it's so diverse in terms of experiences. Like some neighborhoods oh, yeah. are completely gentrified and it's like mm -hmm. basically like living in a gated community anywhere. Right. And then there there's college campus living. Right. And then there's neighborhoods that like you probably just don't want to go there. Right. Ever. So, so our street is kind of like on a border street to like a, the side of the neighborhood that you wouldn't really want to go The wrong to. side of the tracks. Yeah, really though. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of scary on if you go past Linwood. Um, but uh, we're on the west side, so that's generally a better area than the east side of Detroit. It's, mm -hmm. The east side of Detroit is like the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Like, and there's not there's a lot. The really... west side is more densely populated. The east yeah. side, it's... Yeah, the east side... Like, there, you can go blocks like, and there's, like, no right, people. Right, there's, like, one house and then a bunch of, like, shells of houses... But and then like nothing. Yeah. So it's like the wild yeah. west kind of a little bit. Yeah, it's it's uh, scary over there. Yeah. Uh, but our neighborhood is, I mean, it's it's coming along. Um, there are a couple abandoned houses on our street, um, and you know we're as a community we're working on like you know Keeping boarding them, up those houses yeah. and making sure that you know the grass is cut and the the vegetation is, you know, that someone could be hiding in is like right. totally cut down and everything. So as a community, we're pretty tight um, as far as like watching over our neighborhood. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And you don't feel unsafe walking around mm. driving sometimes? I don't feel unsafe during the day. Yeah. But I wouldn't walk That's around like any my city neighborhood at, at night. night. You know? Yeah. Um, just there are... I mean, all the things that you think of when you think of Detroit in, like, the realm of Kwame Kilpatrick, like, <laughs> you 
they still exist. Some shenanigans. Like, yeah, like happening. down in our neighborhood. So, yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty sure my neighbor deals crack, but that's cool, you know? Isn't, are they a good, are they, out. they're like good community <laughs> members outside of that? No. He's like, well, He's okay, fine. so it, they, they have a duplex. This, this is unrelated to the same neighbors that have been here for a long right. time. These other neighbors have been here, I think. A, long, a longer time than I have, for sure, but, like, yeah. since the uh, 80s or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a duplex, and one side is, like, a really nice family, just really awesome. They're great, and we hang out with them all the time. Yeah. And then there's the other side, and their family, like, it's all owned by the same family, this duplex, but I'm pretty sure that neighbor deals crack. So, it's... <laughs> It's uh, kind of scary. Cracks he brings, whack. yeah, he brings some interesting people in the neighborhood. Yeah, and I don't really know what to do about that because, you know, like I, we came into the neighborhood and they already had a dynamic. So you know, you don't want to like so call wanna... the cops and be like, "This guy's dealing crack." Right. That right. And we're a know, brings you into the mix that you don't want to be in. Well, we're like the millennial white kids that are you know moving into this sure. neighborhood, and then there's like the one neighbor that's stealing crack, dealt crack forever. So yeah. I don't want him to be like. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. These people. <laughs> yeah. Do you own a gun? Like, do you feel like you have to I protect do. yourself? I do. Uh, there was, there were a couple instances that happened and I felt unsafe and I needed to be able to protect myself, my girlfriend, and like just our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you're dumping a lot of money and time into this. Mm-hmm. If something bad happens. That yeah. Would suck. Yeah. And I would never want to use it. Yeah. Like, never, ever, ever. But, you know... Uh, but you're facing the reality of your situation. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's good to have peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you are you know how to use it and stuff. You're not just like... No, no, no. I bought it at Walmart and I've never <laughs> no, no. fired it ever. <laughs> like no. some people. No. You never know. Yeah. No, my girlfriend's never shot a gun. And that's one of my goals... Actually, this upcoming week, we're going to go shooting because I'd like her to be able to... She's, you don't want her to be afraid of it. I don't want her to be house. afraid of it, right? Yeah. And I want her to feel comfortable around it. If I'm not there one night, mm-hmm. like I went out with my friends and got blackout wasted yeah. or something. And it's just like, yeah. I'm sleeping with yeah. in my buddy's house or something. I want her to feel safe and, yeah. you know, be able to defend herself. Yeah, totally. Um... um do you feel like I I bring this up only because I feel like your story do you feel like your living situation is kind of the anomaly compared to your peers because I just got done recording an interview with two people our age who live at home with their parents yeah and I feel like like that's one side of the spectrum of like right. you you went off to college mm-hmm. or you you were used to living on your own and now you're living back right. in your childhood home right. With your parents, and then I think there's people, like, I'm in the camp of, like, I moved away, and I'm living right. in New York, and, like, I live on my own. I have my own apartment, but, like, I didn't, you know, right buy a place and then renovate it and doing all of these things, right. and I don't, I live in, like, Midtown, so it's, like, there's not everyone that lives there is, like, right. me. They're all kind of, like, transient people mm-hmm. outside of college who are, like, working in the city, so there's not much of that, like, community engagement. Mm-hmm. Um so what do you feel like are the pros and cons of 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 both situations? Um, so <clears throat> my story is interesting. I I mean, went to high school, finished high school, and then I went to community college and I lived at home. Um, because most of my life my parents said that they were gonna be able to pay for school and then senior year they were like, were they like oh, that's not nah. gonna happen and I was like, Okay, I will live here for the next couple of years when I do community college. Yeah. And I did that and then um, I ended up uh, getting decent enough grades to transfer to Wayne State. And I'm at Wayne State now, but I was at Wayne State for a year. And I don't know, community college is interesting. And as far as transferring goes, it's also interesting because you like lose credits. So I'm like, I still haven't graduated yet but I'm working on it and I've also had to pay for everything myself. Yeah. Which has been like hard. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you have student debt? Do you have loans I and stuff or no? I actually don't. I've paid for everything out of See? pocket and I've gone, you know, I've gotten jobs. So I work a bunch of jobs, but yeah. um, I've paid for everything on my own, which is good. Um, but also I kind of just wish that I would have taken the debt and like gone to school right out of the get-go. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I feel like most people... I have friends in your situation. I went mm-hmm. to NYU, which is like a crazy expensive school. And a lot mm-hmm. of people were in your situation and they took out the whole like 250 grand mm-hmm. in debt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're going to be sitting on that. Yeah, it's a lot. Until you're yep. 60, basically. Yep. Like that's going to be looming over you forever. Yeah. Um, and I feel like obviously that's an extreme example of someone who took literally every Right. Piece of it out. There's a lot of people that have smaller loans and stuff. But um, do you feel like it gives you more of a sense of now you can focus on like when you do get out of school? Yeah. I'll it's get one less thing that you have to worry about. Uh, not this December, but the following December. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad yeah. <laughs> that I don't have to worry about, you know, having to set aside a certain chunk of my next income every yeah. month to pay for something like that, um, which is Good, but I've made a lot of sacrifices in order to accomplish that. Sure. Um, like short term pain for long term gain, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Or long term pain for long term gain. <laughs> it's really what just it's like. Just a lot of pain. Just pain. Yeah, just everywhere. pain. Yeah, just being a millennial is hard. <laughs> it is. What do you think is the hardest part? Do you think uh, of like I ask this question to people and some people are like they think that we're literally going to die tomorrow in a nuclear holocaust. And then oh, some people are like... I mean, every generation thinks that. Yeah. You know, every everybody thinks that we're going to die the next day. When I was in high school, I thought that we were going to have for sure a zombie apocalypse. Like, <laughs> I thought that was going to be Might still be thing, possible. But it's not, you know? Are you like, like a doomsday prepper? No. 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 I, like, <clears throat> part of, I don't know, after I left high school and I was in college for a bit, I thought you know, maybe something bad would happen. So I like started building up like a little thing, but it ended up just being various camping equipment, which <laughs> like, turns out to be like a badass great. camping trip. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Oh, I got a stove. I got some backpacks. Like I can go camping. Like yeah. it's fine. So I'm glad that that's like yeah. over. But, um, <laughs> that's funny. I, I think the hardest part of being a millennial is just kind of having other generations take you seriously. And I think that every generation goes through that. So I don't think that we're necessarily a lot different than everybody else. Yeah. But there seems to be a lot of pressure on us from all of the other generations to, that like, we're supposed to be so yeah. great. It's because they were all getting married at 21 and like owning mm-hmm. their own houses. Right. And they're like, why can't you do it? And you're like, ah. Right. <laughs> Maybe because it was a bad idea when you guys did it. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. Now right. I'm, I'm being facetious, but it's like. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's if you're like, living longer there's no reason to get married at 21 really for sure for sure you know? yeah i mean there's you know and especially when you're young there's so much still to experience that getting married so quickly is you miss out on a lot of things yeah right so um but i don't know definitely just the part of like being taken seriously i'll i'll meet with someone and you know I'll try and tell them one of my ideas or something for some business and they'll look at me like I'm some kind of idiot. And I know that, you know, based off of other plans that I've read and everything that my ideas aren't crap, Yeah. <laughs> but it's just because yeah. I'm a millennial yeah. that they think, okay, this kid thinks he's different than everybody else. This kid thinks he's whatever than everybody else. This yeah. Kid, you there's know. a sense of yeah. exceptionalism. Right. And that's just, it's hard to get past that through the eyes of somebody else. Yeah. I that, agree. That's the struggle that I've dealt with. <laughs> I agree with that, that, that premise. Do you feel, um, living in Detroit and you bartend, I wanted to ask you what mm-hmm. that was like too, like working uh, as a bartender. So it's, I mean, the bartending I do is pretty easy. I just ma- mainly do beer. <laughs> so it's pretty easy yeah. um but it's fun you know all kinds of different people come through bars yeah and everybody has some sort of story that they want to share with anybody so being on the <laughs> other side there, of that yeah. you're just there yeah so it's pretty fun that's good yeah <clears throat> that's good 
do you um, feel like you're going to stay in Detroit long term? Like you're investing in I think the so. city and you feel, mm-hmm. you feel good about it? Yeah. Have you seen the city change since you've kind of gone on this? I feel like Detroit is changing so rapidly yeah. even. I mean, I've been gone for almost six years yeah. now. I come back periodically, but um, I haven't lived here in a permanent capacity in a while. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even when we were in high school to now, oh, yeah, it's no. like completely different. It is different. It's crazy different. Like when we were in high school, you know, you I feel like no one would, no one was talking about moving. I mean, downtown. maybe you had thought about it, but I like yeah. now I have friends that are like, oh, I could move to Ferndale or Royal Oak or Detroit. And right. Back before Detroit was not, <laughs> right. people were not into it. <laughs> right. Yeah. For, I remember. You know, safety concerns and yeah, well, everything yeah. was a little up Thing, in the air. Things were, yeah, things were different, like, even six years ago. Yeah. You know, things were just flat out different. Um, a lot of the areas in the city have totally changed. And, you know, areas that you may have not felt safe in six years ago now are completely different. Like, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. This is a bad example for six years ago, but Corktown, that's always yeah. been, you know, kind of up and coming place, right? Yeah. So And now it's like really <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Hip happening. It's hip happening, it's expensive. Yeah. It's like I know, okay. people were telling me <laughs> how expensive it is, and I was like, that's like what I pay in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can go to a bar and order a cocktail and get the bill and you're like, holy crap, why was this twenty dollars? Yeah. <laughs> I have noticed that specifically this trip. I've gone um I've been like meeting up with people, so I've been like having yeah. lunch and like grabbing coffee and stuff, and I'm like, why am I paying New York prices right here? Like, what is happening? These people must just be like minting money. Well, because I under like New York is expensive because yeah, the rent's expensive and stuff. There's a saying in um, Detroit right now that's called like "Don't Brooklyn my Detroit." Have you heard that? No, but okay. it makes so I, like what happened in Brooklyn right is happening now in Detroit, and those same people. That made things happen in they're Brooklyn. They're coming. Yeah, are, they've moved to Detroit. Totally, and it's making they're making everything happen. Like no, I've noticed. I've noticed it honestly. Like yeah, having spent so much time in New York, it's like mm-hmm. that's what it's becoming. And the, there's good and bad things to that. Right. Too. Right. It's not there's all pro- horrible. There's progress. You know. Yeah. Everything's got to go through. Some but it's like just from an economic perspective, I'm like, it does not make sense that I'm paying mm-hmm. four dollars for a coffee here. Right. And four dollars for a coffee there. Like the economics are completely different. Why is right. this happening? Right. Well, if you don't mind me asking, did you get your coffee in Birmingham? <laughs> I did, but because also. That's why. <laughs> but also, I've gone. I think, like going to bars downtown and stuff too. It's uh, like I should not be paying twelve dollars for a cocktail. Yeah. Really, <clears throat> anywhere. Yeah. In Detroit. Like, there's there's just no reason for that unless yeah. you're at like a very, you're at a, like a specialty fancy <clears throat> place. Yeah. Um. I heard that the values of the storefronts and like building property downtown and stuff is if you count like factor in um, inflation and everything is still down 25% from like 25 years ago, which is, I mean, you know, 25 years ago in the city of Detroit, it wasn't that great. Yeah. So if you factor in inflation and, you know. This is all happening now. You think about like how much money people are paying and there are people that are getting upset because certain businesses are getting kicked out because they can't afford to live in those spaces yeah. anymore. And you're thinking And then like, it's gonna be Whole Foods and Right. Right. Stuff like that. <laughs> right. I'm not mad about the Whole Foods in Detroit. No. It, I heard they're building a plum market downtown too. Really? Yeah. That I might be mad about. <laughs> not a plum guy is the Whole Foods, not the plum. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Whole Foods downtown, their prices are actually decent. Yeah. Um, it's like a better And I feel than... like more so in Detroit than, I mean, I have no like data to back this up other than my mm-hmm. own experience of just watching the yeah. world. But I feel like, I don't know if it's just because Brooklyn is so far gone. Yeah. But I feel like... Um, Companies that are coming into Detroit are, like, very similar to the way that I think you're cognizant of when you moved into your neighborhood. You were like, right. I am the one who's different. Like, this yeah. is not my neighborhood, right? Right. Um, I think businesses are more cognizant of that. Yeah. And they're taking some extra steps. Not everyone. But compared to, Bro- like, the Whole Foods in Brooklyn does not 
yeah, give a crap care. about <laughs> being affordable for people or trying to right. blend into the neighborhood in any way right. whatsoever. So, yeah, I have to be honest. If I'm being like a bit of a basic bitch, I would That's wish fine. that there was a Target. <laughs> yeah, there's no Target in Detroit. You know, yeah, there's a lot of there's not a lot of like need. big stores like that in Detroit. We don't have before the whole. There's not a lot of grocery stores oh, either. There's a huge food drought. Yeah, like a huge food drought. That's a big problem. Which is a huge problem. And when you think about a lot of the people that live in Detroit and the, uh, you think about Detroit being the Motor City, mm-hmm. right? But you don't really think about Detroit as everybody having a car. And that's the not problem. everyone does. Yeah. Not everybody does. And to get to a grocery store, it could be a couple miles away. Yeah. So in order to get, you know, I mean, if you can imagine bringing home a gallon of milk, eggs, bread, like yes. meat, all that kinds of I stuff. I don't have a car in New York, so I get it. But I can walk literally yeah. a block, and there's right. like a huge grocery store. So or there's even like a Rite Aid or something. Yeah. You know, you can stop or in. like bodega. There's a lot of like little, little bodegas, places, yeah, yeah that yeah. have fresh stuff. That's what Detroit really needs is, like, the bodega thing. <laughs> like, it's a very New York concept. Like, yeah. independent corner grocer yeah, yeah, things yeah. still exist there, even yeah. in very gentrified neighborhoods. Yeah. It's, I think the part that makes it hard for Detroit is that there's this kind of clinging on to what the past used to be like. Like a nostalgia factor? Mm, maybe, but... I think that it's a little deeper than that. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, well, we used to be like this. Let's get back to this. And there's sort of a resistance from old Detroit to accept new Detroit. Mm-hmm. Also, for good reason, though. Sometimes yeah. new Detroit is a little sucky. Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But I feel like it's more, I feel because Detroit is kind of the poster child for this, mm-hmm. like, gentrification like there's so much just light on detroit yeah i feel like even compared to places like cleveland mm-hmm. and pittsburgh mm-hmm. and stuff that are a little farther along in their yeah. journey yeah yeah but like pittsburgh has huge issues with like rents going through the roof and yeah. gentrification of certain neighborhoods and stuff and you never hear about it so i feel like because right. detroit gets a little bit more critique on those things people take it a little bit more right Seriously, because I have friends, we were talking about it on a previous episode, someone um, submitted a, a topic for us to talk about and they, they were talking about moving to Brooklyn specifically and they were like, I don't know how to afford rent in New York without being complicit in gentrification. Right. And we kind of talked about it with our, our guests on that episode and they were like, well, you just have to engage. No one is saying that white people mm-hmm. shouldn't be allowed to move to a community. Right. There are people that say that, but I think yeah. that argument is flawed because A, it's unrealistic, and B, yeah. it's exclusionary. Like, why would you want right. to live in a place that's specifically like, this is for this type of person and no one else is allowed to go? Like, that's right. just short-sighted. Um, but I think it is just engaging with the community yeah, and not just being like, yeah, doing the same thing that you were doing somewhere else. Right. Right. I mean, going back to what you said uh, about as far as like a way to fight that and become a part of the community was like instead of getting food by where you work and get food like yeah closer to where you live um, I do that a lot and I could get food you know I I work a job where I, I drive around mm-hmm. a lot <clears throat> I'm always in my car I'm always driving um, and I can get food like anywhere yeah but I make a conscious effort to try and get food near me and explore local, you know, yeah. local uh, places, local businesses and stuff and try mm-hmm. to support them and stuff. Like, there's this one Chinese food place called Fu Lin. Dope. Is it good? It's so good. <laughs> awesome. I lived off of that while we were building the house uh, or like re, yeah. re uh, constructing the rental side. Um like for a week and a half, like solid, just off of that food line. And me <laughs> and the owner of that, That's awesome. um, like Chinese food place, we've be, we've kind of like bonded. So I'll call and she'll recognize like my voice and everything. And she'll, she'll be like, like oh, we got okay. you. And she'll be like, oh, you know, do you want the steamed broccoli with that? And I'll be like, oh, not this week, but thanks. 
That's so awesome. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun to. I mean, I guess anywhere really. It's it's fun to be yeah. a part of your community. Have you had any examples interacting with people where you're like, this is the exact opposite of what you should do? Like this person was just like. Yeah. Well. Okay. There's this guy. Uh, I don't know if I want to use his name because any of this could come back at me. <laughs> Once this podcast takes off, Once we have more than 20 off, listeners. Man, and my neighbors are listening to this. <sighs> when this um, comes out, you should yeah. show your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there's this one guy that I probably won't show the podcast to because I'm going <laughs> to You're going to talk about it a little it. bit. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you can tell me who it was off mic. Okay. He, he came from New York and... <laughs> and that's Solid. fine and that's yeah. fine you know but uh to assimilate into a neighborhood uh you need to take proper steps yeah right you need to be more outreaching towards the community and community members and stuff and not just you know kind of just plopping plopping down and saying this is where i'm at and he the worst part is he's a landlord so he has like a bunch of the houses on our street that are like dilapidated <laughs> yeah he's not taking care of <laughs> and, his properties and he's renting them out and he's you know i talked to him about how much he's getting and i'm charging like a similar amount to what he is charging and your and, house is much nicer i mean i spent so yeah. long working on it and he like would be like oh man it needs a new furnace okay that's it like you know, the wallpaper could be peeling off or anything. And he's like, nah, it's fine. Like, just leaves yeah. it. And it's just like a dump. Yeah. And he'll charge, you know, like, I don't know, upwards of $1,000 a month, <clears throat> which is a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He And he keeps buying properties. So the tax auction yeah. will happen and there will be a house that's been taken by the city or mm-hmm. the county. And he'll say, okay, I'd like that one. And so just recently that happened in June and he bought three houses yeah. and all the vegetation's totally overgrown still. The houses are freaking shells. He hasn't boarded them up or anything. And he's talking about like, you know, making all these plans to have things happen. There's like three houses on our street that he owns uh, and he's owned for a long time. That he Does he live in Detroit? He moved too. from New York yeah. to Detroit yeah. to like specifically do this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I feel like what's going to end up happening, and this happened a little bit, it's not foolproof, obviously. There's shitty landlords in New York, but I feel like New York has very strict Mm -hmm. rules about that kind of stuff. I think because what's happening in Detroit now happened in New York like 50 years ago, where it was just like dirtbag landlords who just like would do the very bare minimum. And now they're like, oh, your light's out? Let me put a light bulb in. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, just shitty. Yeah. And of course, there's. My New York friends are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, this is not true across the board, but there's like laws in place. And if a lot of landlords, obviously, like any business will try to skirt them as Mm -hmm. much as possible. But I, in my experience, if you try to go out of your way to like know what your rights are as a tenant, Mm -hmm. like in New York, you're supposed to have your apartment repainted every three years. Mm. And like you can choose as the tenant if you're like, it's fine. It's in good condition. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But if it's not in good condition or you want it to be something different, like they mm-hmm. have to come in and they have to pay for it every three years. Wow. So that's, stuff like that, I think, is going like, to come yeah, with time down the road. And for good I mean, New measure, York is like should a, be. Yeah. You know, like there shouldn't be shitty landlords out there that do that no. kind of stuff. Try and skirt around. Definitely not. And, and also like rent increases i feel like detroit is kind Mm -hmm. of the wild west where it's like you just charge whatever people will come to there's not really a do you feel that like when you're setting prices you're kind of yeah it's really interesting like new york you're not supposed to raise it more than three percent right a year without having some sort of like major thing happen right so when we got our house it was a duplex and no one was living in it yeah so there was no previous rent statement Mm -hmm. So we had nothing really to base it off of. So we talked to a bunch of people in the neighborhood that, you know, like we talked to that guy that owns a bunch of those properties. We talked to that, you know, other people mm-hmm. that rent properties out and everything. We're like, so how much do you charge for this? And, you know, what are, what's the, if you had a three bedroom, one bath, like, you know, yeah. 2,700 square foot or 2,600 square foot house, like how much do you 
read like what would you for. be willing to pay for right. those kind of things? Yeah. And we kind of based it off of these other people, and we found some renters that were great, and they had an interesting story that they got priced out of their like midtown apartment. Oh, yeah, I've heard midtown is like they're at zero percent. <laughs> they're like at max capacity, right? I think I read that uh, somewhere. It's like ninety nine percent. There's yeah. like no everybody lives in Midtown. Yeah. Like everybody lives in Midtown. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like to the people that live in Midtown, they don't care how much they pay. I'm I'm to the people in Midtown that are listening to this. Yeah. I'm sure you do care about how much you pay. <laughs> but it's a different but price point. It's a different price point. And for what you get, it's you know, you could be paying eighteen hundred dollars for eighteen hundred dollars a month for like a six or seven hundred square foot apartment. Which is what you pay in New York. I think. Okay, so Similar. that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> you, you know? doing, people? Right. That's crazy. What? So, but Midtown is yeah. very happening, and there's and it's all like new builds and stuff. I guess that's mm-hmm. the difference because like yeah, new builds are totally old. restore. Yeah, um, which is you know also something that I think that you know both New York and Detroit are known for is like their old buildings and architecture yeah. and stuff. So that's something that's really cool about the city is that a lot of these people that are coming in and buying you know, old apartment buildings or old department stores and stuff, they're totally restoring them, mm-hmm. which is way That's cooler cool. than just saying, okay, this is a building, like but we don't want this and we yeah. want something else. And mm-hmm. so I think that that yeah. part is cool. As far as our city goes, we have a bit of a history, you know, everybody loves the history of Detroit. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Everybody's embracing of that. That's awesome. Well, we've been talking for a while. I like to close with some rapid fire questions. Okay. Just to place you on the millennial spectrum. We should have we we didn't really do this at the beginning. Usually I try to give people some content. I mean, I'm sure people have gathered that like we're the same age. Yeah, yeah. So it's like fine. Usually I ask people like what's your background? Where did you grow right. up and stuff? Okay. Um Do you want me to go through that now? Sure. <laughs> uh, what year you graduated high school, that kind of thing. I graduated high school in twenty twelve. I'm 23 years old. Just turned 23 last month, so. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I grew up in Birmingham, which is pretty well off. Um, and I've had to go through a decent amount of things in my life, where I've had uh, to take on a lot more responsibility than I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, my parents had a pretty gnarly divorce, um, and I had to almost like raise my brother yeah. <laughs> through that. So that was How is Chandler? He's like a he's good. full grown person. He's good. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's a DJ now. So his name's Count Ratchet. <laughs> Check him out on is SoundCloud he online? if you're listening to Is he on SoundCloud? Yeah. I'm definitely going to put a link to that in the description <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe I'll have one of his songs be the, the oh, outro yeah. music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, mix it. Do they call them songs? I have no idea how DJing work. He's like... He does trap music, so um, it's it's too hardcore for me. It's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, I don't and know. And now you you're restoring the house. You're a bartender. Yeah, you I'm, other I'm restoring odds the and house. ends while you're in school and stuff. Yeah, I uh, I work I work for a catering company. I work for a concrete company. I bartend. I do some general contractor work on the side. <laughs> Jack of all um, trades. Yeah. Yeah. I work on cars. I I yeah. do everything. Anything that makes some money. Anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's anything, awesome. anything floats the boat. You yeah. Know, whatever. <laughs> um, all right. So for our rapid fire questions, mm-hmm. um, favorite movie? Favorite movie The Life Aquatic with Steve Z- of Steve Zissou or what's that? Wes Anderson movie. Oh, I've never seen that. It's a classic. Yeah. Bill Murray plays like a character that's like Jacques Cousteau. Oh. And it's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Favorite book? Oh, favorite book. Um, oh, The Zen and Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Mm. That's a, I mean, it's a classic book about like a road trip and finding yourself and it's just. Motorcycles. Yeah. Cars, motor, or not cars, but motorcycles. So mechanic stuff and, yeah. you know, it's. It's good. It's very good. That's if awesome. you haven't read it, I recommend it. I have not. <laughs> I literally know nothing about it. I've never been on a motorcycle. Oh, well, it's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. It's yeah. a good hobby. Um, favorite TV show? Hmm. Favorite TV show right now or of all time? 
When you were a kid. Let's do that. Okay, Rocket Power. Oh, obviously. Yes. Come on. Very... Or The Crocodile Hunter. Like, oh, yes. let's go. Those are... Yeah. That's like what I grew up on. Well, <laughs> what about right now? Uh, Narcos. I love that show. I watched the first season. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's the bomb. Like, yeah. I love that show. I also good. feel bilingual while I watch that show, even <laughs> though I'm not. Because <laughs> it's very like... Because it's... They're yeah. switching all the time. That's yeah. funny. Um, favorite year of school? Favorite year of school? Junior year of high school. High school. Yeah, probably. That was that's, a good year. That's good. <laughs> I'm trying to remember junior year of high school. I guess it was fine. Yeah. I didn't have any <laughs> bad feelings about it. Yeah, that was the year that I did the musical for the first time. Oh, yes. And that was just like so You cool. were like, what am I doing with my I was life? like, how come I didn't do this before? Yeah. <laughs> um... What are my other questions? I had the commitment to memory. In our episode, I'm sure you've listened to the episodes when mm-hmm. we do this, and we're always like, we're going to make a list. It's going to be super professional. And then, like, we never do it. We <laughs> suck. Um, how old were you when you had your first kiss? Um, 13? 13? Yeah. Seems memorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was 13. It was like, no, I was I was thirteen, about to turn fourteen, like the next week. So nice. thirteen, dodge that bullet, you know. <laughs> nice. For, I mean, because you have your first kiss when you're fourteen, like, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. You're late late to the game. Um, Just favorite place that you visited outside of Detroit, or like the Michigan metro area? Oh, okay. Um, favorite place in the U.S. is Cape Cod. Like I've never been down. there. It's is it cool? So beautiful. <laughs> like it's seafood. Yeah. Into that. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's really beautiful. Um, all the houses are just so gorgeous, yeah. and the food is great, and the people all look so preppy. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like these are my people. <laughs> yeah. And then favorite place not in the u.s i went to scotland last Ooh, fall i have never been there either that was so I've heard amazing things. cool what so were you in edinburgh or we flew in edinburgh because i think that's where most places yeah, fly like into thing, yeah and then we drove across the country Ooh. to oban or yeah i think oban yeah um and <clears throat> which is like i don't know west side of uh scotland mm-hmm and then uh, we did a little. I did. I got to do a little bit of fishing. We went on some crazy cool hikes and like hiked up to the ruins of a castle. And like, that sounds incredible. It was really cool. Yeah. And then we spent a couple more days uh, on the opposite end of that vacation in Edinburgh. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good high point to end on. Unless there's any other. Some people get on the mic and they're like, "I wanted to talk about this thing and you didn't ask me about it." So this is this is your time. If you have any. Hot topics in the news, anything that you're like, this is your platform for okay. all of our internet fans that listen to this podcast. Um, okay. I don't know. If you're coming to Detroit, oh yeah. Come what to Detroit the- for the food scene for sure. We have the food is dope. Yeah, we have incredible like right now in the city there are so many incredible restaurants. There's uh one that I'm excited to go to. I made a reservation at uh on Tuesday. I'm a bit of a foodie. Yeah. So that's like my hobby Mm -hmm. where I spend probably most money outside of the house. We talked about that. Someone submitted uh, a thing for us to talk about and it just said, I spend all of my money on food. Oh, okay. Like all of my disposable income. No, literally that's where all all money goes. For sure. Yeah. I feel like it is. Yeah. We, yeah, we do have kind of that culture. Because I feel like the restaurants and the food scene in most cities is better than it was yeah. In our parents' generation. There's oh, yeah. more diversity of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just better... Just better food, like just better better quality. restaurants, yeah. You know, uh, in Detroit, it's been really fun because, well, I mean, while we were in high school, you never really thought about, like, going downtown to, like... Mm-hmm. There were a couple of restaurants that you go to, you know? It seems so far. Like, now I drive down there and I'm like, it's not... It does not take that long Yeah, when we were in high there. school, it was, I thought like, it was such like, an issue. Yeah. It was, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what were we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> How come we didn't spend all of our time down there, you know? know. Probably because in like 2008, 2009. Yeah. It was like. Yeah. Like now I mean, it's hip it was happening. coming up, but it was still coming up. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the rock bottom stage a little bit. Yeah. Like there was still, I'm not trying to make it sound like. Detroit was just like ruins and now yeah, they've no, built but like, it but it was there like, was not as much. You like back then you went downtown, you go like midtown. Uh, you went down there for a specific purpose. You were like, I'm doing mm-hmm. this thing and then I'm leaving. You yeah. wouldn't just be like, Let's go to Detroit and mm-hmm. have a day on the town, you know? Right. Now yeah, I feel now like people can. do that. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Um but yeah, if you're coming to Detroit, check out the food scene. For sure. Yeah. That's I mean, I've been to New York, I've been to Chicago, I've been to Boston, I've been to, you know, San Diego. I've, I've seen yeah. all different kinds of food, like amazing food. I've had like some of the best food I've ever had in San Diego. I had some of the best food I've ever had in Chicago. But hands down, Detroit, there are, I think you're, if you're gambling, right? Every time you yeah. go out to eat, right? You don't, if you're choosing a new place, right? It's like a game. You never know. You don't know if it's going to be good. Just because it looks good on Instagram yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that it's good in real life. Right? Or it gets a lot of Yelp reviews. Right. You never so, know. Right. Um, so, but in Detroit, if you go to a restaurant and you've heard like one or two things about it, it's going to be good. Yeah. Like it'll be good. That's awesome. Do you have one favorite for people? Hmm. Throw it out there. My favorite right now is a little restaurant called Ima. Mm. What kind Um, of food is it? It's like a Japanese udon noodle place. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. And it has like really rich flavors, but it sits really light when you're done. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you don't you go don't... into food coma yeah. land. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We can cut <laughs> this part out, but if you want people to be able to find you, you can plug your stuff or if okay. you just want to remain anonymous. So I'll ask you the question <clears throat> so I can cut that part out. All right. So where can we find you if uh, people are interested in you can connecting find me, to Detroit? You can find me on social media at at Park Roberts for most social medias. That's my handle. So uh, I think that's nice. Probably Slide good. into those DMs. Ask you questions yeah. about Detroit. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> great. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. This is great. Thank you.